Welcome back to Burnout Bets, another episode as we get closer to qualifications for the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500. Tony D, Mike with you, at Indy underscore bet, at Tony D, Indy. Uh, Caesars, some big news came down from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway that they have partnered with IMS to be the official partner in the gambling world of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and all the events that take place at the world's greatest race course. We will discuss that, look at some of the odds, look back to last week. So much to talk about, Mike. It's great to be back here with you. Yeah, man, Tony, I was I about jumped out of my chair uh, when I saw that news with Caesars partnering with IMS. I mean, huge news for uh, IndyCar and betting. You've got to think that IndyCar is not far behind. You know, I've been talking about this stuff for years. I felt like I was on an island. Finally, IndyCar catching up to the likes of the NFL and and every other major sport sporting league out there, F1, NASCAR, all, all of them with all the, you know, the gambling stuff and the wagering we got going on. So uh, really excited for this year's 500. I'm hoping we get even more options. We get them sooner. Again, we're going to be here. I'm, I'm excited to talk about uh, all the stuff leading up to the race, leading up to qualifying and, and everything we're going to have coming next week. Yeah, we've got qualifying coming up this weekend, and then we'll be back next week for another episode of the Burnout Bet Show. And yeah, it was cool. I, I got lucky. I happened to go check out the Caesars uh, Sportsbook inside Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Now, a lot of people were um, asking the question, you know, can you physically go in there and print your ticket like you can at the place downtown, which a lot of people like to have that physical ticket. Um, as of right now, they don't have any kiosks set up. It's just basically if you put 20 bucks in, you get 106 in free bets. Uh, they had a cash bar in there as well. But it was really cool. So if you missed my conversation with Doug Bowles, check out Burnout Bets, Burnout Sports, or Tony the Indy, uh, just talking about that and just how big that is. Uh, Mike, I just want to go back to kind of what you just said and get your opinion, though. Uh, my initial thought was, okay, it's about time. You know, this has been legal in the state of Indiana for two and a half, almost three years. Uh, but to see them take this next step is is certainly huge for the gambling world, for IndyCar, for the Indy 500, and, and bringing in new fans to the sport. Yeah, look, big first step. Uh, hopefully you see IndyCar follow suit. You know, you would assume maybe partnering with Caesars, maybe DraftKings, FanDuel. I mean, there's a lot of companies out there. Barstool's big in Indiana. Um, you got companies, you know, as, as we see sports gambling, uh, you know, crisscross the country here. Uh, you can, I know you can check out the Action Network. They do a lot of coverage uh, on the state of sports betting, no matter what state you're watching this from. Uh, if you're wondering where your state is and part of the legislation goes, um, you know, I know I live in a state that's still technically not uh, legal for sports betting. Uh, so hopefully we'll see that uh, soon in, in Florida where I'm at. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, this is a huge first step. You know, I've been harping on this stuff for times. Hopefully, you know, the, we could talk about the fantasy industry as well and daily fantasy. That's probably a whole nother podcast we can have. You know, I'd love to see that in the future. Um, we've seen F1 just get picked up by DraftKings. Uh, like to see IndyCar kind of follow suit with that. I think there's a huge following and market to be had there. But to me, man, it's all about growing the sport. And I think this is just IndyCar. You know, they've been behind the times as far as I'm concerned with uh, the wagering. And this is, you know, hopefully they catch up. And, you know, I'm all about, you know, I'm a huge IndyCar fan since I before I could walk. So I want to see them grow the sport. Uh, and I think this is a great way for them to do that. Yeah. And, and right now, most of the sports books have Indy 500 betting. You have the NBC predictor app that already has their Indy 500 game up. IndyCar inside of its own app has a fantasy challenge for both Fast Friday qualifying and then the Indianapolis 500. All right, before we get 
into the odds for the race. Let's go back to Saturday real quick. I was very close with my Simon Pagino to win uh, the King of the Rain, as I called him when I saw him on yesterday, finishes second. Colton Herta at 14 to 1 cashes in uh, with the victory. I had Christian Lungard over Colum Eilat. I missed that. I mean, great for Colum Eilat to finish seventh. Lungard was eighth. But uh, how did you do in the Indy Grand Prix in the rain at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway over the weekend? Oh, man, what a race. Uh, what a race if you had some wagering on it. What a race if you didn't. Uh, it was one of the best races. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, the way I put it, uh, when I put it out on my Twitter after I posted my betting card, uh, the word washout was appropriate for me. Uh, but it, you know, look, it, I do this, this is for fun. It's to add some entertainment to use, you know, use some statistics and use some history and, and talk with guys like you guys and have a good time. Uh, I felt great going into that race. I had willpower at nine to one, you know, hindsight, God, I feel like if it was a dry race. We didn't have that rain. Mother nature cooperated. Will probably was fast. He loves that track. I would have been sitting pretty uh, at a nine to one pre-qualifying ticket. You know, so whenever you hit that, we talk about this all the time. You know, you're trying pre-qualifying. You're trying to get a ticket on who you think is going to win the poll. When you nail that, uh, you're in a great spot to make money. Uh, I had top threes on Rosenquist and O'Ward. That looked great throughout half the race. Then they decided to crash into each other. I was ready to throw something. Uh, the next thing you know, awards right back there. I had an award to win ticket. Uh, and then he's got the slicks on at the end. And I'm thinking, okay, is this going to work? didn't work uh but you know talk about excitement talk about talk about drama uh you know credit to herda he jumped on those slicks early that was huge move and he was able to uh well i guess he was able to drift his car around the track to to a win but uh yeah not not a great week betting for me uh i was hoping to get a little bit extra money in the account to, to put on the 500 but that's okay that's just like they say that's racing that's gambling uh sometimes you know mother nature has other ideas and so does so does racing in general don't forget to follow us, Burnout Bets, on Twitter, Burnout Sports, at Indy underscore bet, at Tony D. Indy. All right, let's look at these odds for the 106th Indianapolis 500 from Caesars. Uh, you know, we have done the show a couple times over the last month or two since the odds originally came out for the 500. Uh, they certainly have changed. I have Simon Pagino at 28 to 1. He's down to 18 to 1. Somebody like Alex Pillow, who was 18 to 1 to start, is now down to 9 to 1. Uh, so a lot of movement. Still Scott Dixon atop the board at 7 to 1, um, followed by Pato Award at 7 to 1. Then you get guys like Scott McLaughlin, Alex Pillow in that 9 to 1 range. Elio TK, Will Power, excuse me, Elio and TK at 16 to 1, then Pagino and Sato. Uh, anybody inside of that 20 to one range, uh, stick out for you here, Mike. Uh, no, like you said, uh, we did the, we did the show a couple weeks ago on our first look. Uh, I as well am in on that Simon Pagino 28 to one. Um, obviously now I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet it. I think if anything, it's going to get better unless he snags, you know, a top five, top six spot uh, on the grid. Um, you know, you, you mentioned it. They, a lot of the numbers have gotten slashed from the opening lines. Uh, if history sets, you know, if history serves, you're going to see a lot of these numbers tick up as we get closer to race time after qualifying, you know, the guys that obviously do qualify in that top, you know, three rows, you might see them go down a little bit, especially if you get one of these long shots, uh, that happens to nail one of those spots or, or makes that fast nine list. Um, but otherwise, you know, I probably, probably going to hold off if, you know, not what I would recommend for people, you know, if you're going to, if you're planning to bet the 500, if you like some of the long shots in there, you think they could qualify well. Yeah, that's where you want to throw a couple bucks on. 
Uh, if not, we're going to talk about these matchups. That's interesting to me. We'll talk more about that. Uh, but I would kind of hold off on on touching any of these numbers. I, I don't think they get much worse uh, than they do or much lower than they do. I think they only mostly will only go up come race day. Yeah, and, and the bets that I have locked in, I'm comfortable with. And, you know, maybe if you're looking for somebody like a Connor Daly or Ed Carpenter, who you know may go down a little bit if they do qualify inside of that fast 12, if they have speed, maybe you want to hop on that now. But but again, as we talked about, Caesars has these. They are now the official book of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But again, as Mike always preaches, make sure that you shop around um, and you're kind of getting out ahead of things. Uh, what you can do in IndyCar, because it seems like you know they're obviously not the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball. So let's go ahead and take a look real quick, Mike, at the upcoming matchup bets that have been provided by Caesars as of, I believe, today. Um We'll just go right down the line. Uh, Graham Rahal versus Takuma Sato, former teammates. Sato has won this race twice. He was fast in the test. He's been fast so far during the opening week of practice. Uh, Rahal is a guy that has a, two third-place finishes in, in his career, had a great car in 19 before he wrecked, uh, was obviously on the charge to possibly win last year before um, you know, if the freak tire flies off, uh, if you were putting any scratch on this, who would you go with in the, in, in the matchup battle between Ray Hall and Sato? Uh, yeah. So what's really cool before we get into some of these, I'd say like, what's really neat about Caesars putting these out is usually, you know, matchup bets for any car races don't come out until gosh, hours before the race, uh, day morning of is best you usually see. And, and most of the time the sports books are going to pair these matchups. Uh, with people are right next to each other on the, on the grid. So you'd see Ray Hall starting ninth, Sato starting 10th, and, and then that's where they would drive the matchup from. A lot of that has to do with obviously the road course, uh, street course positioning and passing, but even on ovals, they do that as well. So what's neat about this is we get to take a look at this and we can kind of make some predictions on, you know, where we think guys are going to qualify uh, and if we can get some value on some of these matchups. Um, and, you know, there could be some major discrepancies on the grid, which we could take advantage of, or, you know, just matchups we see based on our, our Indy 500 history and what we see in practice. So, you know, if these things are up and you guys, you know, I, I preach to everybody, you watch the practice times, watch all the news. Uh, we obviously had the washout, um, you know, earlier and part, part of one of our practices. So, you know, keep an eye. And, and then one of these things could offer some really good value. So it's really neat to see these things out before we have an actual grid. Um, back to Ray Hall Sato. Uh, you know, I think Graham, I, I like Graham in that, you know, even though Sato, uh, I was there when Sato won. That was one of the 500s I've attended. Um, I don't think I was too happy about it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, put me down for Graham on that one. Not, not, a, not a huge uh, lean either way on that. I'd still, both of those two guys, two guys I'm watching, Sato, he always seems to sneak up on the track. But I think Graham, does, Graham has some good history here as well. Yeah, I think right now, just based on what we know, it's a little bit too tough uh, for me to place anything on just yet um this is a this is a post qualifying one for me the next one is jimmy johnson at minus 125 uh, over juan pablo montoya at minus 105 uh, I, the first thing you really notice in a lot of these mike is you're not going to get a lot of plus money there may be one or two where you get plus money so that makes me think you know i'm just kind of gonna hold off um johnson and montoya is interesting johnson's been fast he hasn't done 500 miles montoya Obviously, out of his prime in a third car at a at a team, but again, Montoya. All of a sudden, last year he was running inside of the top ten and came home tenth. Um, maybe I lean a little bit Montoya just because he knows how to keep his equipment to the end of the day, and he's not going to make 
you know, those rookie mistakes that we could still see Jimmy Johnson make, whether it's your in your in or out lap, you know, something in the pits or or a mistake when that train is six, seven, eight cars long. So I would lean a little bit Montoya right here, but again, another just hold off and not play for me. Ah oh, man, uh, I'm with you. I saw this matchup and I was like, get, get, I couldn't believe it was Montoya. As I scrolled down, I saw Jimmy and I immediately was ready to come on here and tell you, like, give me whoever else. You know, Jimmy's Jimmy. Yeah. It's his first 500. You know, he's he's. I've been very impressed at how fast he is in practice. I think he turned to 225 and on race trim. You know, looking pretty good. Um, he you know he does have oval experience here. Obviously not in any car, but he's gonna play it safe. I think he's gonna make sure. He doesn't hit the wall. He wants to take that car home for Carvana and the 500. That's, I think, a bigger deal just for him to finish the race. Montoya, we know that guy. He's going to, you know, but uh, he's got history. He's, he always seems to move up the grid. He, you know, I don't expect him to qualify well. Um, so I'd actually, you know, it was anybody but Montoya I would have liked here probably against Jimmy. Um, but for everything you just said, I'm with you. I, I think Montoya is properly installed as the favorite. Or excuse me, Jimmy's the favorite here. I think that actually is wrong. I would have Montoya the favorite over Jimmy. So I do see value in, in getting Montoya almost even money. Um, but, you know, I wish it was, like I said, anybody about Montoya, I'd probably, I, that's where I would lean, though. Moving down to the battle of the Swedes, Marcus Erickson and Felix Rosenquist. Erickson in the Ganassi car that always has speed. Uh, he's been pretty consistent. He's had some good days at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He's had some bad days. Uh, Felix Rosenquist. You know, this one's tough because Felix has, has shown all year that he can qualify well. He had a pretty good run in the road course last week, but it just seems like he qualifies well and then fades. So for me, I could see Felix qualifying like 11th and Marcus qualifying 15th and this changing a little bit. I do like Marcus Erickson, but I'm going to wait because I do think that Felix will qualify better. But I think Marcus Erickson will be the better driver in the race. Couldn't agree more. Same page. This is one, you know, I'd, I'd probably uh, lean the same way as you. Fin better race finish there. I think it's the, the numbers are good. You know, minus 110, minus 120. I would think both these guys are a coin flip at my, at, from what I've seen so far and their prior history here. So nothing really sticks out uh, off for this one either. Yeah, and what we learned in last year's 500, and even in 2020, I know it ended, you know, there was a red flag and, and, and Connor spun and you had the Spencer Pickett accident. But last year was super clean and super green besides – Graham Rahal's incident. So, you know, usually like 2018 when they had the different arrow kits, it's a war of attrition, right? Who could just get to the end? And you got you would have a good chance in some of these matchup bets that, you know, somebody's going to get taken out or somebody's going to be involved in an accident. But we just simply didn't see that last year. So these are all ones that could literally go down to lap number 200. Uh, Renus VK, uh, very fast at Carpenter Racing, minus 130 against Roman Grosjean, who is still finding his way around the Oval at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He is even money. I do like Renus here. I don't like paying that minus 130. All right, so this is one I do like. This is one that I caught my eye. I don't think minus 130 is terrible um, for, for what you're getting with VK over Grosjean and his lack of experience. You, you just said it. You know, I'm expecting a pretty clean race, um, and you see time and time again, like, look, I had – I made the bet on Helio last year at 40 to one uh, based upon the fact that he knows his way around this track. He's obviously a four time winner. But by that time, he was a three time winner. Um, and, you know, that's that's what you you see time and time again. If they have the equipment in the car, um, you know, back to our Montoya point like that when the veterans have, you know, like we'll get to one with TK here shortly. 
you know, when they don't have the equipment, I think that that's where I have pause. But when you have a veteran that has the equipment, I'm looking for those. But for this particular matchup, yeah, I think minus 130 is actually not a terrible juice to pay um, when you're getting uh, BK, who's got some good results here, who's fast, who's got some, he's in a good equipment, in some good equipment. You got Grosjean, who's got limited oval experience. And for him to, you know, not make any mistakes for 500 miles, um, I think that's asking a lot. Pato Award versus Joseph Newgarden, a dr two drivers that have a pair of third place finishes as their career high at the Indianapolis 500 award last year. Uh, award is one on the Oval of Texas. He's won again this year, uh, basically dead even at minus 115. Penske didn't qualify very well here last year. You know, when I think of Award and Aaron McLaren, I think one of the best pit stops in the entire series. Same for Joseph um, with Penske. I am so on the fence on this one. It's it, it it's a current no play for me. But Mike, I'm interested to know which way you're leaning on Award versus Newgarden. Uh, coin flip for me too. Uh, I think it's a uh, you know I think true odds here, probably even money. You know, of course the sports book's going to take their fifteen percent, so they'll juice it up. You know, Award somebody who I've had my eye on. Um, I kind of wish I would have gotten in a little sooner on Award after kind of digging in and kind of doing some more research and looking at it. I uh, didn't hit him. I think now he's he's been sliced. Uh, I think we saw, I think he's down seven or eight to one, uh, or before you could have got him double digits. He was somebody I wish I would have gotten a hold of at double digits. Um, uh, but, you know, at this point right now, minus 115, both ways, Newgarner. I think that one's a coin flip. This next one's probably a coin flip too. Uh, so that's one where, you know, I'm going to take more information. Let's see Let's see what happens in the practices. Let's see what happens, you know, carb day uh, in qualifying. And then, and, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll – uh, you know, I don't want to spread myself too thin too early. Colton Herta, the most previous winner in the NTT IndyCar Series. Last year, front row start, then faded as even money against Scott Dixon, the Iceman at minus 130, who last year was the odds-on favorite all month. Has started this month as the favorite so far. Has been very fast. Um, you know... I, the the closer we get to this, the the more I start thinking, you know, Simon Pagano has been my pick, but I'm I'm leaning towards Dixon to finally get it done, which is exact opposite of what I've done in the in, in the past because I have faded Scott Dixon last year was very easy for me to do because I usually fade the previous year's winner because it's so hard to go back to back, and I usually fade the pole sitter because it's it's for whatever reason it's so tough to win from the pole we just don't see it that often, um, but. I, I'm kind of in love with Scott Dixon at minus 130 here. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this one's a coin flip for me. Like you're you're right. Like if uh, we go back to what I just said about pedigree and history and and knowing their way around the track, you know, Dixon's the obvious favorite there. Uh, but Hurt is the guy that's been fast, and he's always been he's fast everywhere we go. Uh, he's pretty much the favorite every race we go to, uh, especially these road and street courses lately. Um, he proved why last week, obviously. Um, but you know, he not doesn't necessarily perform as well in the oval. So, uh, I, I think I'm with you. If I had to, uh, lean one way, uh, it would be Dixon. If I'm not mistaken and, and, and don't quote me, I think Colton's best finish at the 500 was eighth. Um, but don't quote me on that again. We're running through the odds here. Burnout bets, burnoutsports.com. I'm Tony. That's Mike. All these brought to you by Caesars. Uh, they just recently came out with, with updated odds and as well, these, uh, matchups that we're going through. All right. Uh, the next couple are very, very interesting. Will Power versus Alex Pillow. Power 
even money over last year's runner-up in Pelot. Ganassi has been fast. Power is your current points leader. Uh, very consistent all year. This one, I think personally, Mike, is the most difficult one to to assess. And we may have a totally different opinion on that after qualifying if Will Power does what he did a year ago and struggles. Um, but but right now, based on what we know, this one is very, very tough to judge. Yeah, which will are we going to get? Uh, you see, you know, this was one of the, you mentioned not many of these have plus money next to their name. And, and there it sits, plus 100, even money for Will Power. Uh, below the slight favor, you got to pay a little bit if you want to get him. Uh, which will are we going to get? Are we going to get the guy that barely, barely, like had to scrape the wall to get his way into the 500 last year? Uh, are we going to get the guy... You know, running up through the field that that won a couple of years back, um, and I, it's this one's tough for me. Um, you know, obviously, I, I, I'm uh, Will Power is one of my favorite guys. I've made probably probably profited the most off of Will Power uh, in in betting IndyCar over the years. Um, so he's a soft spot for me. But Palo, man, that guy. I, I made a comment on Twitter last year, or excuse me, last week about uh, you know Dixon used to be my top three ATM. Uh, it's looking like Polo is taking over. He's learning a few tricks from the master there, and and Dixon's on his way down. And Polo's, you know, kind of that guy that's that lock for top threes, um, and even on ovals on all tracks. So, man, this is a tough one. You know, this is one like I said, watch, watch, listen, learn. Maybe it's still there. Maybe you see power with some speed. If you feel like Penske's going to have some strong cars and are not going to struggle in qualifying, you you know, you maybe jump on Will Power just to get that even money. The next one is the boss man versus the driver of the number 20. That's Connor Daly versus Ed Carpenter. Carpenter minus 105. I had one of the best 500 miles last year, bringing it home in fifth after a bad pit stop. Um, Connor minus 125 with the most laps last year. I really, really like Ed Carpenter here. Uh, this is so tough, and I, it's crazy that they put two cars out of the same stable next to each other in this uh but i i do love ed carpenter at minus 105 ed is always fast and qualifying he knows how to get the 500 miles he knows how to save his equipment um if not for a bad pit stop on the first round of stops last year who knows where ed would have been at the finish uh he was charging late as was simon pagino connor has led laps has had really bad luck um you know you think about last year the bad luck that he had after leading all of it uh 20 19 or 18 we had a really fast car with andretti but then faded to an 11 place finish um i'm gonna go with the guy who has finished top three and finished top five at this track multiple times i'll go with ed carpenter at minus 105 yeah this is uh it's funny uh, i wonder who's making these odds we got to find out who that person is uh or who's up to up to no good here yeah it's interesting they put the teammates the 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 owner versus the the driver together there and and uh yeah i'm with you uh it's somebody like you know if we could bet on qualifying i think i i think i might have thrown that out there it'd be nice to have some qualifying uh betting lines if uh caesar's uh you know maybe that's something for the future we see and ed carpenter would always be on my list uh when it came to oval qualifying uh especially at indy the guy knows his way around he knows how to go fast he knows how to qualify um and uh yeah i'm with you i think uh Ed's had some bad luck, bad race luck over the years. He has a guy that I know in the past I've had 50, 60, 71 tickets on in this race in years past uh, and, and had the heart broken, you know, along with him. I'm sure his is a little worse than mine. But, um, but yeah, I'm with you. Give me Ed. 
Yeah, I have Ed, and I believe I have him for the race. I put $33 on him since that's his number, and I believe it's I had him at 50-1, to 1, if not mistaken. All right, wrapping up these matchups real quick. Alexander Rossi, Simon Pagano, two drivers that battled it out for the finish of the 2019 race. Pagano won that one. Uh, Rossi has had some horrible luck after being very consistent at the 500 his first couple of years. Um, Pagano, I've, I've preached about how Pagano is definitely a pick for me to win the race. We don't know what Alexander Rossi you're going to get. You know, you talked about, Mike, about Will Power. Which Will Power are we going to get? I'm not sure which Alexander Rossi we'll get because we've seen in the past him get pissed during a race for a bad pit stop or getting cut off by Oriole Servi, and it kind of affects his emotions throughout the entire 500-mile run. Uh, so certainly a lean to me on Simon Pagano here. Yep, I'm with you. We've been pushing the Pagano train. Um, so, you know, why stop? Why, you know, if you're going to bet him outright, then you got to believe in him in matchups. Um, he's where he's only got to beat one driver and not 32. Um, and for minus 120, slight favorite. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. You know, Rossi, we get, we got Zen Will. We have not gotten Zen Rossi. Uh, maybe he'll turn a corner in his, his older years. But uh, yeah, give me Pagano. And the final one here, Elio Castro Neves looking to defend his title against Tony Kanan. Kanan and the Chip Ganassi car uh, really wasn't a factor in last year's race. I am still going to, if I had to bet here, and, and, and as of right now, I won't because Kanan hasn't had the best finishes. But again, at the end of the day, he is in a Ganassi car. You know, it's not the number one Ganassi car in a stable, but it's still a Ganassi car. Uh, and Kanan still is fast around here. Uh, a slight, a slight edge to me goes to Elio on this one. Yeah, so this is one uh, that I liked uh, when I saw it. Like right off the page, uh, Helio jumped out at me uh, as the you know I thought he should have been the favorite in this race. I talked about it earlier. You know, the veterans are the ones that don't get around here, except for when I don't think they're with uh, a good car. Like Montoya is in a you know lower level team, you know, second or third tier team. Uh, the, the one thing that does give me pause, like we spoke about, is the fact that Kanan's in a top-tier team, but in their, you know, add-on ride, I guess you want to, whatever you want to call it for the race. But uh, Helio, you know, he's got a stable ride this year. You know, they've got, I'm sure they're putting money into their their 500-car program. Um, so, you know, I think with all, all those things put together, plus, you know, uh, I think the veteran thing is almost a wash. If anything, I obviously give the lean to the guy that's won the thing four times. Uh, I think he's getting a little disrespected with this number and minus one is not so bad. So this is one of them that this is one along with the VK one we talked about earlier jumped out. Uh, I might look to grab a little Helio here before uh, I don't expect either of these guys to qualify great middle of the pack, but I think uh, Helio would be the bet. We'll see with qualifying coming up this weekend from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the 106th Indianapolis 500. Uh, send us your tweets, send us your slips, what you got in uh, as far as betting so far as we head into qualifications at Burnout Bets, at Tony D. Indy, at Indy underscore bet. Um, if you want Mike to give you any kind of advice as well, feel free to send him uh, any of your questions. He's been doing it a lot longer than me um, and always has great knowledge when it comes to betting IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. For Jared Sparkman and Mike, I'm Tony D. We'll see you next week for another edition as we preview and check out the latest odds for the Indianapolis 500 right here on Burnout Sports and Burnout Bets.